Welcome to From the Medium, a daily report from the front line of the pro-life movement, discussing two worldviews that are driving our culture in opposite directions. From the Median asks, which side of the road are you on? What direction do you want our culture to go? Tune in as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. And now your host, Molly Smith. Welcome back. I am Molly Smith, your host. I want to remind you all that our program is available for download. You can do so by going to our website from themedian.org. Listeners, as always, wonderful to have you with us. Thank you so much for joining. We have got lots today. We've got a, another guest joining us. And actually, even though I have worked with this wonderful gentleman for, for many years, I have a feeling that this is the first time he's been on the radio. It's so great to have him with us. Thomas Selko is with me right now. He is the president of a wonderful organization called TC Public Relations, which is a media relationships consulting firm working with pro-life organizations across the United States. And he's been working with me for many years, finding me wonderful guests to put on the program, connecting us with, with people that he thought I should be connected with. It's just been, a, it's been a great relationship. And now I'm having, I have him on the program to talk about a wonderful article he very recently published. And I, I think it's just a great, it's, it was one of those things where you know, wow, great, great, great to have you with us. So without further ado, Tom, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, Molly, it's, it's such a pleasure. I, I've always enjoyed listening to your program and, and particularly the interviews you schedule. Yeah, you know, and it's one interview at a time is the way I approach the world. I, hopefully we're bringing everybody back to a culture of life one interview at a time, all of us, because you're doing the same thing. So, you know, I think the education piece and letting people understand what this is all about is so important, Tom, so important, which is why I loved the the article that you'd written. It was in opinions and I'm, I'm trying to trying to see where it was in your it was in the um, I've got it right. Oh, in Life News. In Life News. That's right. It was in Life News. Um, because there's a bunch of different uh, articles that you have, you know, oh, publications that you work with. So it was in Life News. And, and the article is called My Mother's Miracle of Life is Why I'm a Christian Today. Wow. That catches your eye right there. Just that, that title was just <laughs> a phenomenal. Tell us a little bit about this. Um, you know, how, how did you come about, how, how did you get, come to, to write this article? Yeah, well, you know, I, I was uh, speaking at the National Rights Life Conference um, um, at their last national conference, and I had the pleasure of meeting Dr. Paul Saba, uh, a doctor in Canada who, you know, has been fighting, fighting, you know, uh, made, you know, the medical assistance and dying uh, uh, legislation and, and you know, how, how, how much has hurt uh, the lives of people in Canada and how it's uh, affecting other parts of, of the world. And, and when I met him, he was, he was very gracious and, and, he, and I was able to get a copy of his book. Uh, and I, and I said, well, made to live a physician's journey in, in, in to save life. And I thought, well, isn't that what every physician does, you know, save life? And so as I was reading his book and, uh, I don't want to, you know, again, spoiler alert, I, or, or not have a spoiler. I don't want to give away the whole book because I think everybody listening should buy the book because mm-hmm. I think it's a wonderful, uh, you know, as our culture is now getting into, uh, uh euthanasia, physician assisted suicide, I think it's an important uh, book to read. But as I was reading it, it, it brought to mind, um, a, a personal memory. And that was my, my mother. Uh, my mother was a very strong Christian. And, you know, one of the things I always say was I was an evangelist before I was born because, you know, uh, her and my father were in there while she was approaching her 40s and she had, was not able to have a child. And she prayed. And then lo and behold, here I am. So I was preaching the gospel to her even before I was born. Oh, you know, wow. Oh, what a beautiful story. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so, and so, um, as I was, um, you know, as she was heading into her, you know, end of her life, uh, you know, she had gone through at the end of her life, she had a quadruple bypass surgery. Uh, she had broken a hip that put her into a nursing home. Uh, you know, she had, she was on dialysis. So you can imagine, you know, mm-hmm. certainly a trifecta of, mm-hmm. of, you know, why would you want to live? Right. Mm-hmm. And at one point, um, and this is before I knew, I knew Jesus really as my personal savior. I, I was at the hospital with my father in Philadelphia and I got that call from when I was in Chicago, you better come back. And she was on all kinds of life support. The doctors weren't able to really explain the diagnosis, but they said, you know what? I think you, you and your father need to make a decision about taking her off, taking her off life support. And so we talked about it and, and, and we thought, well, I mean, if she's just going to be in life support forever, but we thought we should just take her off, but we should talk to her about that. And we did. And she was like, well, if, if that's really the best thing, I'm okay with that. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it literally, you know, I had a lot more hair back then. So it blew my hair back when she <laughs> said that, right? So um, um, I was like, how could she have so much peace about it? You know, it was like a very and, – and but she knew that, you know, to live as Christ and to die is gain. So she thought, well, I get to gain something here. You know, she wasn't able to express that, you know, verbally because she was on, you know, the ventilator and everything. But but that's really what, what pushed me over. And then, you know, years later, you know, I became a Christian. My father became a Christian. And, you know, but I realized she was in that spot where had she been in, in Canada Probably long before she was on life support, they would say, you know what? You're in a really bad spot. You know, I think maid or medical assistance in dying would be good for you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what prompted me to write the article after I read uh, Dr. Saba's uh, book. You know what? You, you, you mentioned something in your article. And folks, I will put this up on, on the website. So please go there and, and download it and read it. That's the rest. That's the next part of your homework, all of you that are listening, because you really need to read the article. And then also I'll put up the, the link to the book, because I think that's also very important. And as I mentioned to, to Tom before you, he came on the program, that um, actually Dr. Paul Sabo has been a pre- uh, presenter at our Bringing America Back to Life convention probably back about five or six years. Uh, he he came, he and his wife came in and he gave this most amazing, you're so right, Tom, because he he gave his presentation and his ability to express why he's so passionate about, you know, protecting human life Um in in the moments when we re- they people really need that protection, the human the human being, the human life needs protection, not be, to be thrown away because it's not convenient anymore. You need to protect that and all the things that, that come with that, and the, you know the, the ability to look at at um, children or or people with with disabilities and look at all that kind of stuff and look for the joy and and the beauty in all of this. You know, um, so he was he was wonderful. In fact, if you look on our website, you on our Bringing America Back to Life, you might very well find. His presentation there. But, um, you, you say something in, in your article and I just loved it. I underlined it. It says, yeah, your, you, your mom brought you caught closer to Christ, but she was also, she was, you realized she was not just your mother, but your sister in Christ. I've never thought of things like that. That was beautiful. Oh, you know, yeah. it is, it is, you know, because, because that's, you know, we think about the, you know, the, the, the family of God, right? That we're all, uh, you know, brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, once we come to know Jesus as our, as our savior, it really, you, you have that mutual, you know, um, 
love for one another that goes beyond just the biological, emotional connection of a of an earthly mother and a, and a uh, earthly son. You know, you, you know, it's interesting. You think about you know Mary and Jesus, and I, I you know one of the things I've always loved about that is is that you know, she was giving birth to her savior, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. you know, and that's just, exactly. that, that just kind of blows my mind. You know, when you think about that, you think about when, you know, she commanded him, you know, to turn the, uh, you know, the water into wine. Mm-hmm. And, and he was like, well, I don't think it's really, it's not really not my time yet. And, and then, but then he, he, she said, just, just go and do what he tells you. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, that, that still they had that, that, you know, he was her God, but yet he was her son. son exactly. So I think, exactly. you know, when I think about, you know, being a sister, my my mother being my sister in Christ is that same sort of you know very you know beautiful knitted together knitted yeah. together relationship that goes beyond just you know the biological mother and the, and the son. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, you go on in, in your article to um, to to point out the fact that the world view classes humans as utilitarian objects based on the quality of life or its useful contribution to the community. And, and you, you point out that what you find so disturbing and it is, it's disturbing. It is, it is, it it sort of defies logic to think that a doctor who has been given, who's taken the Hippocratic oath, I don't even know that they do take that anymore because I'm not sure because how could you take that, you know, do no harm and yet go ahead and do harm. Um, but now they, these very same doctors are being used by governments to kill people. Wow. Yeah. 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 You know, it's interesting. Um, you know, I guess one glimmer of hope, you know, in the United States, even though unfortunately I think we have about 11 states that allow for this, is the, you know, the American Medical Association, you know, recently retained their opposition to assisted suicide, which was so wonderful because they're opposed to it. They were trying to get them to move to a neutral position. But of course, you know what's going to happen to neutral. It's going to move to yes. endorsement. Yes. I mean, that's just the progression, progress, right? Yeah. We talk about progressives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the good news was, uh, there was a, there was a, a, a member of the Catholic Medical Association who testified, you know, at one of their meetings at the uh, American Medical Association. And, and, and this is what, um, and this is what uh, the, the member of the Catholic Medical Association said. Uh, physician-assisted suicide is fundamentally incompatible with the physician's role as a healer, yeah. would be difficult or impossible to control, and would pose serious societal risk. Instead of engaging in assisted suicide, physicians must aggressively respond to the needs of the to the needs of patients at the end of life. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's and and he pointed out that that's what the current code reads. You know, and I think that was important because, you know, I'm so grateful that they stuck to that because of the pressure from the Catholic Medical Association and critical sorry Christian medical groups to to just you know it's not about them imposing their religion it's about them saying let's remember what you said Molly the Hippocratic oath to do no harm but to do what you can to preserve and to comfort to comfort life. Yep, exactly right. Exactly right. And you know there, there there seems to also be another whole thing that has come up with um 
with this idea that we can control and it's up to us to do whatever we need to do. Because I have seen yeah. many, many people like your, like your mother who, um, uh, over the years and people have come to, to write to live action and, and Cleveland writer to life and, you know, asking for advice and help having us put them in touch with different people with, uh, when, when their loved ones are actually at the end of life and the, the medical staff for whatever reason, is insisting that they keep these people alive, that this loved one alive, insisting, um, which is, which is cruel and, 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 you know, uh, unusual treatment as far as I'm concerned. So, so we've gone two right. ways. We've, we've, we've said, if it's not, you know, firstly, number one, it's going to cost too much money, but if you've got the money and, and, and you want to, to do whatever it is, and I'm, I have no clue why you would insist this because, you know, sometimes this is not correct. We, sh- we should allow people the human dignity of being called to our, you know, our Lord and Savior. But th- we've got, we've got it going both ways, which is really, which is what happens when we step in as, as, as trying to be the God. It, this is exactly what happens. I think it, it, we see this happening in every single situation. So it, it's very interesting to, to see this. You, you mentioned, um, well, I, yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. But Ma, just one thought uh, on that. I, I, I agree, you know, a complete, you know, um, you know, uh, keeping someone alive for the sake of keeping, you know, um, um, there was a gentleman who worked with me, uh, helping with our computer service and he had gone, um, you know, he had had uh, several strokes. Uh, he was barely hanging on. Um, you know, they had taken him off life support. He, he, he lived for another three days. Yeah. Now that those were three days. And, and if it's just three days, well, it's three days. Exactly. And, and I know the, fa- the family's decision to take him off life support was a prayerful one. And, you know, we don't understand, you know, you know, God's will in our life. We won't get the full picture until we're on the other side. Uh, but at this point, uh, it, we can make uh, quality decisions, prayerful decisions, and then let the Lord do what the Lord exactly. will do. Exactly. That, that's where I'm going. I'm not saying for one minute that we take people off for life support, you know, just because. I'm saying that, that we right. can extreme, it can go extreme on both ends. And that's what we've got to always do is look for God's, God's will in all of this. You know, who, who what is it that he is willing? He, you know, we, we are not gods. We just got to remember that as we go through. You tell a beautiful story about a, 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 a woman who, who, um, whose grandson, I think, was, um, was disabled. Tell us, tell the, tell the listeners that one. You know, I was going, you know, I went, I, you know, I, I attend the, uh, the Moody church here in in Chicago, a very strong, you know, uh, biblically based uh, Christian church. And they used to have this uh, uh, dinner on uh, uh, Wednesday nights that you would pay $5 and get a marvelous meal, you know, prepared by, you know, primarily women who just love to cook (laughs) and I love to eat. (laughs) And, and then there was a service afterwards uh, after the dinner. And then, you know, I was heading back to the, uh, to go home and I would take a bus and I was waiting with a woman who was one of the uh, uh, servers or uh, cooks making this meal at church. And, we just happened to strike up a conversation and she was, I don't know why, but she was telling me about her, you know, young grandson. Um, I'm guessing kind of recalling it was probably like a toddler had serious, serious, you know, uh, 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 you know, handicap issues and deformities, whatever as far when he was born, but yet brought so much joy and, and love into the family because of everybody coming around him. And she turned and she said, that boy has a ministry. And you know, 
Wow. That blew my mind. I'm thinking, you know, because again, you know, going back to the issue of, um, uh, you know, children with disabilities that they diagnose supposedly in the womb. And then, you know, they, they encourage the parents to say, well, I really think you should, you know, uh, uh, abort, you know, terminate this, you know, kill this baby because mm-hmm. of, you know, potential, you know, disabilities. And then, you know, she turned her on his head with, you know, um, it being, um, a blessing. Yes. You know, I, I want, I, I just want to get this in because I don't know how we are as far as our no, time, but no, yeah, recently, um, there was a story and it's, you know, it's been all over the news. It's about a woman who is from uh, Kentucky. Her name is uh, Lucinda Mullins. And Lucinda Mullins has two sons as a husband, beautiful family. And she went into the hospital for, I guess, some kidney stone treatment or, you know, surgery or something. Well, unfortunately, in the, in the process of that, um, an infection occurred and she, you know, became septic. And in becoming septic, uh, and, and, and just for, you know, to give your listeners another piece of homework, if I might, <laughs> is even if you just do Google uh, Lucinda uh, Mullins, M-U-L-L-I-N-S, Kentucky, you'll find her story. And the headline of one story uh, says, happy to be alive, U.S. woman gets limbs amputated after kidney stone surgery. So she she literally lost, uh, uh, I don't know, it's below the knee and below the elbow, all four limbs. Oh, my God. Going in for what is considered a routine procedure, right? Wow. You know, kidney stone. And, the, 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 and this one particular story that I was reading in The Guardian, they have a picture of her because she's now moved to, you know, rehab, you know, getting mm-hmm. prosthetics, you know, all that to yeah. hopefully figure out how she can move beyond this. And the picture is her smiling brighter than I think I've ever seen myself smile. And she's wearing a T-shirt that says, smile, Jesus loves you. Now, I have to tell you, oh. the last few days have been challenging and it's been challenging for you know, problems with my bank account and money being, you know, all kinds of stuff, yeah, you know, yeah. identity theft. And, you know, it's kind of, a, you know, all these things, oh, it, you know, it's a pain, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, we own a house, there's always things breaking and, yep. and you know, and, and yep. you know, you oh. And I'm thinking, here's a woman who says, I'm just so glad to be alive. Wow. And, she, and she's, and, and, the, and the article ends with, if one person can see God from all this, that made it all worth it. Oh, my God. No, oh, dear God, thank you so much. Thank you, God, for giving us that beautiful woman. You know, really, yeah. I mean, what an amazing story. What an amazing, what an amazing testimony. And, and, and yet, and yet, and yet here we go, you know, with, with, with made in, in Canada and coming fast in America, you know, so you have to say, can we need to do a better story, Tom, of doing just what you just did? And that is to tell the stories, to tell these beautiful yeah. stories. You know, so, yeah. so, and, and we have the stories of, you know, people paid and the person's gone, you know, and, yes. and, 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 and that's okay too, you know, Absolutely. because, you know, who, who, who can know the mind of God in these situations? But the main Absolutely. thing is, we're playing God, we seek to, to, to find the mind of God if we can and His will in these difficult situations. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and that's a very good point too, because I recently, a very dear friend of mine, well into her nineties and, and she was, she wanted to die. She wanted to go see Jesus. She wanted to be with her husband. And she would tell us this all the time. Please, please, please pray for Jesus to take me. I'm ready. Tell him to take me. So there's that other side of it. Rather than praying for him to keep you, you know, and please heal our dear friend. He, she was saying, no, I'm giving you all permission. 
pray to Jesus. He needs to hear from you that you're ready to let me go. <laughs> such a, she was such a character. She was such a character. It just makes me laugh every time I think about her. But she was just, you know, sure. that that's the other side of that whole thing is, you know, we, you know, and, and, and Dr. Paul Saber also, you know, he has these amazing stories too that he was, he told when he was here with us. And I'm sure, you know, in his book as well, which we will, of course, put up there. But, you know, there is one thing that I think we've got, we've got to also look at is the destruction of, of life that is going on, Tom. And I know you, you send me lots of different um, uh, uh, people that I can interview, that we can talk about. Your whole um, business, your whole um, focus is publicizing, doing all of this kind of stuff. Um, you you do this now for pro life pro pro family groups all over the world, all over the country. Are you finding? Um, and this is sort of just a, a off, off the off. Off the wall question, but are you finding that there is actually the more we go down this road, the more there is hope, or are we going into less hope? Oh wow, that's a big question. That's a big question. <laughs> I love to end with big questions, well, so there you go. We've got no, 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 no. Well, I have hope, and 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 uh, uh, you know, I live in Illinois. Okay, yeah. And from a pro life standpoint, um, if, if you know, you would consider to be you know, relatively speaking, hopeless, right? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're kind of an island of, 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 of pro-abortion politics, right? And, and the further, it, the worse it gets, I keep, you know, this is not a good word. It gets worser, right? Yeah. yeah. We haven't hit worst. It just seems like it keeps happening. But, you know, uh, recently, um, you know, there was a, there was a law passed, uh, that basically said pregnancy resource centers uh, were could be charged with deceptive business practices. Like, you know, you can't tell women, oh, maybe um, um, abortion caused breast cancer. Oh, you can't tell them about, you know, uh, potential bleeding. Oh, you can't tell them about, you know, oh basically, you know, yeah. you, you, you know, we're going to fine you if if we feel that you have, you know, consumer fraud in, in your practices, you know, or, you know, we talk about the abortion pill reversal, which is yeah. another uh, yeah, a whole huge opportunity thing. To, yeah. to repent even after making a, a sad decision. Well, you know, it was defended by the Thomas More Society, and they prevailed. You oh, know, wow. the, the, the governor and, and, and you know and and his um, you know legal counsel threw in the towel and said, "Will not enforce his law." Wow. And so, what I'm saying is, being in really the heart of you know, I always feel there's this you know between certain you know states, whether it's New York, Illinois, or California, I feel there's there's this rat wrestling match of who could be, you know, the king or or queen of uh, abortion politics, yeah. you know, for yeah, abortion absolutely. politics. And when I see something like that, I go, you know what? There was always a fighting chance in, in, in saving lives, in pushing back and, and not giving up. So, so I guess I can look at it from a very personal, you know, living here in, in you know, in Illinois as far as what is possible. And I do hear that, you know, ar- around the country. And so I, I would be, you know, you know, optimistic, but certainly what I would say to your, your, your listeners is it, it is a matter of, of prayer and, you know, I, look, it's very easy for me to want to demonize Planned Parenthood. It's very easy for me to want to demonize the governors of states like, you know, Illinois or, or California. And I have to tell you, I struggle yep. with, with yep. you know what? They are made in the image of God as me. That's right. We're all fallen in different ways. And I'm not saying I get this right, Molly. I don't. <laughs> you know, I get on my pedestal and I think, oh, well, I'm, you know, you know, you know, it's easy to get very self-righteous, but, but that helps balance me. But do I keep up the fight? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do I love working with, you know, organizations or individuals who are, you know, keeping up the fight? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I would say, 
you know, there, there is hope. But again, our hope, our eternal hope is not in the U.S. government or the state Absolutely. government or our city well, or county well, government. Exactly. And that's, that's the thing we have to, you know, in, in our own minds overcome, regardless of what happens. We know how the story ends, but yet we keep up the fight until we get there. Exactly right. And I'd like to end this uh, in your last paragraph, Tom. Tom says, as he finishes this article, which will be up on our website, it says, Jesus instructs us to be his hands and feet so that we may be used in his glory and the advancement of his kingdom. We do not know all of the ways that God can work through the lives of his children. And that is why we cannot ever assume someone's life should be taken for granted. We are all here for a divine appointment. How beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Tom, for all you do. And God bless you for for, for sharing that with us. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you all for joining me this evening. As I say goodnight and God bless each and every one of you, I'd like to close with the words of the Holocaust survivor, Elie Wiesel. There may be times when we are powerless to prevent injustice, but there must never be a time when we fail to protest. From the Median is listener supported. Visit our website, fromthemedian.org, for further information or to make a donation to continue to make this radio program possible. Email us, radionews at fromthemedian.org or call 440-668-4049. Through our fromthemedian.org website, you can download this or previous programs for your listening pleasure or sign up to receive our weekly preview of upcoming guest interviews. Tune in every weeknight at the same time to listen to another great interview on From the Median as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. This program has been sponsored by Cleveland Right to Life and is responsible for its content.